Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's program was brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Deadspin.com. My guest today is Adam Clark Estes of Gizmodo. Hi, Adam. Hi, Jolie. Adam is a senior writer at Gizmodo.com. Uh, Adam also authored a post for that site, which uh, the site focuses on technology and gadgets. Uh, and the post that he authored is serving as the inspiration for today's episode. I'm very, very excited about this one. Uh, the post was entitled, Stop Swiffering. And I'm going to ask Adam to kick things off uh, by reading a section of that post. Um, people who are, have been longtime readers of Ask a Clean Person will know why I'm so very excited about this. Uh, so here, Adam, I'm going to ask you to just start off by reading this little section of, of a very great post entitled Stop Swiffering. All right. Procter & Gamble launched Swiffer in 1999 with the hope of making a boatload of money by applying the infamous Gillette approach to household cleaning. The Gillette approach is commonly known as the razor and blades business model, where a company gives customers a free or cheap product in order to sell them expensive complimentary products. So you can buy a Swiffer sweeper starter kit for 20 bucks. But each cleaning pass, each pack of cleaning cloths will set you back about $10. I did this for years. I bought the dry cloths and the wet cloths in order to keep my floors extra clean, and it worked fine. I liked how pushing around the nimble little Swiffer seemed so easy and fun. I hated how pulling off the dirty cloth seemed like changing a diaper. And I really hated how the sloppy wet ones dripped all over my clothes. Over time, I frankly... <laughs> Sounds very dirty. <laughs> over time, I frankly resented how much money I was spending on glorified paper towels. I hear you. I hear you. So um, we, I mentioned that, that long-time uh, readers of Ask a Clean Person will, will understand why I'm so keen on this particular topic. Uh, for people who don't know, you're going to find out. Um, when I read this post on Gizmodo, what, which was a couple months ago, right? Over the summer, I think you published it? Yeah. Um, I immediately signed into Slack, which is the, uh, the sort of group chat platform that we use at Cocker Media. Um, and I pinged Adam to ask him if he'd join me on the podcast so that we could bond over how much we hate Swiffers because I hate Swiffers. I hate them. Oh, um, I actually started writing. I don't think Adam even knows this. I started writing about my Swiffer hate way back in 2011 when Ask a Clean Person was still in its infancy. Uh, and my disdain for that product has apparently taken root because when I was preparing for this episode, I Googled Jolie Care Swiffer 
to find that original post from 2011 so I could read some quotes from that. Um, and instead, I did find that post, but I also found something else. I was so tickled to find this comment on an apartment therapy post from March of last year entitled, Are Swiffers Really As Good As They Claim? Uh, so that was a post that was a it was a reader question that they tossed out to their commenters asking for for sort of group consensus on whether Swiffers are good or bad. And a commenter who goes by Denise GK wrote this. I got a Swiffer wet jet when they first came out and kept it through several years worth of improvements to the cleaning fluid recipe. It never really worked for me. I saw it and I used it as a mopping replacement. So I wasn't using it every day, only weekly. It always took two to three pads per room, and we don't even have a big house. But we do have long-haired people and lots of coming and goings. The pads just can't pick up enough hair and particles. A little line of damp debris was left all around the edge of the room so that I'd have to use another pad to go to get or go get a rag and cleaning solution and clean up on hands and knees, which, as she notes, defeated the whole purpose of the Swiffer. It cost me too much money to have to clean up after my cleanup. I did read that the dry Swiffers have the pads attached in a different way so you can buy a stack of microfiber cloths and use those, then throw them in the laundry. That's a good way to save money and reduce all the horrible waste associated with Swiffering. If you want to use them wet, you can spray some of your own favorite cleaning solution and have a wet slash dry Swiffer. I do know, here's the kicker, guys. This is still Denise GK's comment. I do know that Jolie Care, the Ask a Clean Person gal, hates Swiffers. She says they, are, they mostly push dirt around and are only good for light maintenance cleaning. Since everyone has to do deeper cleaning sometimes, you have to have a second set of tools and cleaning solution for that. To her, that's an aggravating waste of money and space. So she just has one cleaning system of all the products she likes that can do light or deep cleaning. I tend to like her reasoning. Thanks, Denise. That was really nice of you to say. I like my reasoning, too. Um, so I think that Adam and I have come to a, a similar conclusion on Swiffers, but maybe for slightly different reasons. Um, so you didn't find so much that you you didn't like the process of Swiffering, right? I mean, you felt that it got your home clean and you liked the nimble little feeling of zipping around your apartment and cleaning the floors, but you hated the waste and you hated the the cleanup process, right? The di- the dirty diaper feel that you got from those. And I know exactly, it's such an evocative image. I know exactly what you mean when you say that. Um, for me, I actually take umbrage with how they clean uh, in addition to the fact that I find the waste factor to be quite troubling. Um, I'm not a super like eco-friendly person. It's not a huge part of my deal. I, I use bleach, as I like to say. Um, but I do like to be mindful of waste. Um, and I certainly like to be mindful of how much I'm spending. And so the spendiness of the Swiffer um, is the thing that ultimately, I think, really bugs me so much for a product that doesn't, I feel, clean all that well, right? You still have to deep clean your floors, whether that's, you know, a proper mop. I also hate mops. We're going to talk about that, too. I hate, I hate a lot of I love cleaning but I hate a lot of other things um, I'm I advocate handsies and kneesies I think it's like I did it yesterday um, for my kitchen floor and frankly I I don't find it to be that gruesome a task I don't know do you ever clean on your hands and knees I do now that's how I sort of 
a spot clean the things my vacuum doesn't pick up. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, that which leads us perfectly into uh, we're going to talk about our vacuums because Adam and I are both Dyson. Well, I would say fangirls, but you're a fanboy, a uh, fangirl. Uh, although we're we are quick to acknowledge that there are a lot of problems with Dysons. Um, one thing that I've noticed with hardwood, once I got um, my my Dyson, is that I actually had to clean on my hands and knees so much less because I was regularly vacuuming, and it just meant that my floors weren't that dirty. And when I noticed a spot that was caused by a spill, you know, a liquid spot or a solid matter spot, food usually, um, I could just spot treat it. You know, just take a little, like, Windex and a paper towel or a, or a sponge and just clean that little spot up and it was fine. So now I'm only doing the handsies and kneesies. Oh, listeners who aren't familiar with my weird term. Uh, handsies and kneesies is a, is a term that I started using way back uh, in like 2011 when I was writing about my Swiffer hate. Um, I also used it in my book and I sort of just made a joke that, that I feel like having a cutesy term for a kind of hideous task makes it feel a little bit better. Some people agree. Some, <laughs> some people pretty vocally do not agree that that's cute, but I use it. So handsies and kneesies is what I call it. Um, so I actually find that I probably only have to do the handsies and kneesies maybe once every three months, once a quarter, four times a year. That's like nothing. I mean, it's really not that bad, and it doesn't that's, take very long. I definitely have to do handsies and kneesies more often than that. Oh, okay. Do you wear your shoes in the house? I do. Okay. Yeah, so we're—I'm not strictly shoe off. I'm not—I'm not like take your shoes off at the door. But um, my husband and I just tend to be sho- shoes off people. It's like our natural comfort is to be shoes off people. So I think that's part of why we don't have to wash them so much. Yeah, if we wore shoes in the house all the time, I'd have to wash them more often. Um, the speaking of my husband, I actually I want to tell the story about how I got my Dyson. Um, so before I'm a I'm a, a unicorn in a in a lot of ways. Uh, first of all, because I like cleaning, and second of all, because I'm one of those weird people who did not live with my spouse before marriage. Uh, my husband moved into my apartment when when we got married, um, and so prior to that, I mean, of course, he had spent time there, but prior to that, because I had hardwoods, I relied on a broom and a hand vacuum. Um, to keep sort of hair at bay, particularly in the bathroom, and hand season needs needs to eat the floors because I had hardwood. So that was my my routine. Um, when when my husband moved in, uh, as I like to say affectionately, he is made entirely of hair. I knew that I was going to have to up the hand vac um, and get an upright. We live in a really tiny place too, so space was a huge issue for me around having a vacuum cleaner. Um, as Faye would have it, I got a wedding gift that I had not registered for and did not want uh, from Amazon.com. So I returned it, and I'm with this big, it was a generous gift. Uh, I guess I'm just an unappreciative jerk. It was a very generous gift. It just wasn't something I wanted. Um, so with the very large credit that I got, I decided that because I was a clean person and this was my job, I could put the money towards the purchase of a Dyson. So put the money towards the purchase of a Dyson. I did. I got the um, cordless stick. I think it's DC44. It's an animal. Um, and this thing is great. I love my little vacuum. 
Um, it actually turns out that my husband loves a little vacuum. So um, we for a while there, we were like competing to see who got to vacuum. <laughs> it was kind of like a toy vacuum, like those little toy vacuums that you had as a kid that popped when you when you did them. Um, so we we love our little our little Dyson, um, and it has taken the place of having to do so much handsies and easiest cleaning for me because we use it. I mean, I vacuum mm, almost every day. But it's really easy. It's on a holster on my wall. I just grab it. The, I mean, the charge time. So we should talk a little bit about sort of the, um, the shortcomings of the of the Dyson, because um, there are some, and I think it's fair for us to acknowledge those. One, they're very pricey, so that's one big shortcoming. The other um, is that, and Adam, you found this because you also have a cordless. You you don't you have a, an issue with the charge time. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? It's very simple. Uh- the battery doesn't last that long and it takes a long time to charge. So you might get uh, 20 minutes of cleaning time and then you have to plug it in for two or three hours. Right, exactly. And and Dyson can do better, don't you think? Dyson should do better. This was, uh, for what they're charging, they should definitely do better. Yeah, I got um, many comments on my post uh, of people screaming, just why don't they have like a, a swappable battery yeah. like every other... Adam, people were so mad at that post. I read the comments yesterday, and I, I mean, like, clutching my pearls. I couldn't... They were so mad. They were so angry about the Tyson. I was like, wow. So that was one reason I wanted for I wanted us. Even though we really like and we've had positive experiences with our Tyson, I wanted to make sure that we touch on some of the problems that the Tyson has. So the charge thing, the people were so mad about that. So angry. Um, and then they were also angry about the repair issue. Do you want to talk a little bit about the repair issues with Tyson? Sure. Uh, well... One of the things I love about Dyson's is they tend not to break, but every gadget breaks at some point in time. Sure. And, and the, the Dyson is no exception. Um, one issue that I have reasonably frequently that hasn't, uh, luckily hasn't made the whole thing stop working, but when you're cleaning it out, uh, hair tends to get wrapped up around the filter and it's sort of gross to reach your hand in and pull it out. And if you leave it, uh, Dyson's have a tendency to get clogged over yes. time. And I know this is an issue because I went to a, a um, look at the latest generation of Dyson things, and anti-clogging is sort of like the, the big new thing they're selling. The big thing that they're up on, yeah. So I actually have had um, that my Dyson clog, and I, it took me a while to figure out what was wrong with it. Um, I should also add... Uh, in the spirit of disclosure. So I told you a story about how I, how I bought that OG Dyson that I have. I have a second one. I have two Dyson cordless stick vacuums in a studio apartment. It's ridiculous. Um, the second one, however, in the interest of full disclosure, was provided to me by Dyson as a test model um, for a post that I was writing for GQ. GQ. Yes, I've written for GQ. Um, and so uh, that one was, a, was a, a freebie because it was a test, a sample model, and I did all the disclosures and so on and so forth. Um, but just so you guys know that. Um, so that original one that I had, um, it clogged. And the reason that it clogged was that I have very long hair. So I, this is actually one that I can't blame my husband's hair, who was entirely made up of hair. I can't blame this one on him. This one was entirely me. Um, I have I have long kind of, well, now it's natural because I haven't died in a while, but I have long kind of reddish hair, so it's very easy to pick out whose hair is who in my house. Um, and what happened was I would go to use it, and it would just make this, like, terrible kind of, like, clicking, whirring, sad, broken blender sound. And I, I was so upset because I thought, oh, no, like I've neglected 
my OG Dyson in favor of the shinier, newer model that I got for testing purposes, and this is my fault. And I'm oddly really sentimentally attached to this vacuum cleaner, which is a bad thing. It's a bad way to be that way. It's especially bad to be that way about a vacuum cleaner, but I am because it was a wedding present. So, and it, and it had so much to do with you know the, our first cohabitation. That's meaning to me. Um, boy, that is that is sad, Jolie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a loser. Um, but anyway, so I was like, oh no, I'm having my, I'm having. It was all true what they say about the Dysons; they break, and I'm gonna have to figure out how to get this repaired and blah blah. blah. And one day, I just thought, you know. I wonder if the problem is that it's just clogged. And so I turned it over and I looked at the, um, the, the like roller attachment. That's the primary attachment that we use. And indeed, this whole, the whole thing was just covered in my hair. So I took a pair of um, like embroidery scissors. You can also use you know, nail scissors, any kind of really fine scissor, small scissor. And I just cut the hair off. And you know, I took all the pieces apart and cleared out any there were a few other little clogs here and there and it was right as rain it was just that simple so um i think that's the thing that's that's a little tricky about dyson is that the literature they they give you sort of doesn't prepare you for the fact that you might hear something go wrong but the fix is so simple you don't need to call a repairman you just need to get a pair of scissors right yeah and dyson also actually has a tremendously enthusiastic uh community of uh, Dyson owners. You're not the only one who feels a sentimental attachment to your Dyson. That uh, makes me feel better. Um, so I think it's uh, pretty easy to, to go Google uh, and find answers from other Dyson users. And I think Dyson as a company is also really helpful. The, the vacuums come with a good warranty. Yep. And, and it's uh, very easy to register. I've registered all my Dysons. It's very easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm happy with them. Uh, we should say that one one big factor that's a that is a problem that's that's basically unfixable is the price. Um, and so we are going to take a little bit of a break now. This is a good time for us to break. When we come back, we're going to answer some reader questions and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some alternatives to the Dyson that are a little bit more affordable. Uh, for people who don't want to make a $500 investment in a vacuum cleaner, which is perfectly understandable. Uh, So Adam and I will be back in just a minute to talk more about cleaning your floors and buying vacuums. Uh, This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. It's true. Brand new music here. This is Bato Nebo by Odetta Hartman on the Heritage Radio Network. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. 
I've devoted my idiot career to the old ways, the old recipes, the old tools, the old geography of where serious foods come from for centuries. And I've strived to make these wonderful things available to New Yorkers for 37 years. So it's a fait accompli for us to support Heritage Radio Network. And I hope you will too, and I hope you'll keep tuning in. For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com. Back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. My guest today is Gizmodo's Adam Clark Esses. We've been talking about how much we hate Swiffers. Uh, actually, we've been we've been pretty. I, I thought we were going to get more riled up about how much we hate Swiffers. Maybe we'll try to get riled up I'm, during this. Are you I'm, pretty I'm holding up? myself back. I'm like letting it build. Don't. Up. Oh yeah, let it go. Let it go. That's what we're here for. Because uh, this is a weird cleaning show, right? We're supposed to get weird, and I feel like our shared Swiffer hate is weird. Probably not that uncommon, though. Um, but we're also here to talk about f- other f- floor care issues. Um, and so before I let you get weird about Swiffer hate, I'm going to have you read a question, a reader question. It's from reader Claire. Uh, so you just can pretend you're Claire. You could do you can do a voice if you want. Oh, I. No, I don't know. You don't need to do a voice. Okay. <laughs> you just got so nervous about that. I'll do. I'll do like an inflection. Okay. Um, do you up talk vocal fry? Sure. Okay. Hello, Jolie. I don't have a vacuum cleaner, and it's becoming a problem. I live in a itty bitty apartment with mostly hardwood and linoleum floors, and sweeping and mopping has sufficed so far. However, I have one central carpet in my bedroom, and between my hair and little bits of thread dropped from sewing projects, it's getting pretty disgusting. The problem, I have a very little room. I don't want to buy a terrible vacuum cleaner that will do mostly nothing and then break in a few months, but I also don't want something that will take up half my available storage space. I'm able to drop up to $200 on this if there is a model durable enough to last me a decade, but I don't want to spend money on something worthless. Do you have any recommendations for compact vacuum cleaners with small storage footprint that will be worth my money? I sure do. I bet you do too. Uh, So actually, you know what? Before I give... My recommendation, let me, I pulled out um, in, in Adam's Stop Swiffering post. Um, you know, he talked about the Dyson, but he also acknowledged some of the problems with the Dyson that we talked about um, in the first segment, the, the clogging issues, uh, and the cost. So in that post, um, Adam also gave a couple of recommendations. I think I think you had like three or four um, inexpen- inexpensive, not inexpensive, less expensive uh, you're never going to find a $20 vacuum cleaner, um, unfortunately. So do you want to read off that little section where you had the, the lower priced options? Sure. So this is from my piece. You don't necessarily need to buy an expensive Dyson product. More conservatively priced options include the Hoover Lynx, that's $130, the Shark Navigator for $100, and the very Dyson-like Shark Rocket which is $190. Any of these options will pay for itself in a few months, though I can't vouch for their capabilities on bare floors. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because I didn't test them. Right, because you didn't test them. So um, one thing that Adam did in the post, and, and it was kind of a... Um, 
you know, it was a simplification of things because it didn't take, you know, like electricity costs into consideration. But he did do a, a cost comparison of buying Swiffer replacement pads, wet and dry, um, and over buying a vacuum cleaner and, and over how many months uh, your vacuum cleaner would end up paying for itself if you switch to a vacuum over Swiffer's and you weren't buying this pad. So um, I will I will link to that in the companion post that goes up with this podcast on Deadspin um, so you can see it. But also you can just Google, stop Swiffering Gizmodo, and you'll see it. It was a handy little chart. And I mean, the Dyson, you know, the Dyson was in the $500 range, but the other ones that you offered are under $200. And I think you had them paying for themselves in like under six months. Um Pretty quickly, depending on the vacuum. The Dyson itself would take about two years, right. but um, there would be no maintenance costs. It's still covered under warranty. Um, and I think the electricity costs would be pretty minimal. I think it's probably pretty minimal. We, yeah. we, I did talk about that with my editor, and we decided it was pretty minimal. I mean, I think it was the right call to make. I just I did notice in the in the comments. But it was I still can't get over. It's always so funny to me what people get angry about on the Internet, which, I mean, they'll get angry about anything and everything. Because it's the nature of the internet. But I mean, people were mad. Like, there was someone who just went off about the electricity. You didn't take electricity costs into consideration, Adam. Like, oh, you know, it was probably like five cents a month. You know, it's really. And it's, it's, it's probably so different minimal. for a, a Dyson Upright, too, which stays plugged into the wall and right. is much more powerful. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I also wanted to mention. Um, Adam, Adam mentioned the, uh, the the Shark Navigator. I wanted to mention a very specific model, the Navigator Liftaway NV three five two. That is the pick for the best cheap vacuum by the Sweet Home. Um, we had editors from the Sweet Home on the last episode here talking about best laundry detergents. Uh, and best personal lubricants, because that's what kind of show this is. Um, and so I wanted to give a shout out to them and their um, very, very extensive testing of inexpensive vacuum cleaners and say that the the Shark Navigator Liftaway NV352 uh, gets the Sweet Home seal of approval for inexpensive vacuum cleaners. I think it was about $160. So that that absolutely fits right into... Uh, reader Claire's requirements. It's small. It's in. It's under two hundred dollars. It's going to be a good vacuum cleaner. Um, I'm glad to hear that Claire is not using Swiffers. She says she mops. I don't like mopping. I, I had. I mentioned it in my in my Gizmodo post, but I had kind of a traumatic experience mopping, or like several <gasps> years of it. That's right. Can you tell that story? I'll, I'll give the brief version. Okay. Um, I was in high school. My my friends and I got our hands on a our first bottle of Jack Daniels, and I Woo-hoo! I grew up in Tennessee, and so it, it felt like a a rite of passage. Um, so we drank it, and uh, Javarf. I did not, but my friend did, okay. and and he woke my mom up, <gasps> which is the worst way you want to get caught drinking. By yeah. the way, if your parents are sound asleep and they get woken up by the sound of your friend, and so um, my dad's initial punishment was was fitting he made me uh sweep and mop the kitchen um a cleanup project yeah. uh, and i think i probably had to do the bathroom too to be honest <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> but there's a catch i i lived in a restaurant 
god. <laughs> so, it's like not a normal kitchen. No, it was a big industrial Huge. kitchen. And he knew that sweeping and mopping were my two least favorite jobs. Because um, it is a really kind of nasty uh, undertaking. And yeah. There's lots of changing the water and stuff. And I also find it's just incredibly awkward. And the awkwardness is what I hate so much about it. It feels awkward to me. Yeah, mops mops are heavy and they the they, they thrash they around ca- and, and they catch on the floor and they I don't know it's not a smooth process. And I finished it and I was so scared to go back to my dad and, and say I'm done. What next? So I just did it again, and I ended up sweeping and mopping the kitchen like four times. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> That, that, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I might have still been a little bit drunk. Okay, I was going to say, it sounds like you were probably still... That's like not a logical response to just keep mopping. <laughs> but, but you did. But I did, and my only punishment after that was the my, my first hangover, which I uh, still think was my worst. Yeah. I actually, I have to say, I really like the... Uh, th- well, I would say this. I really like the, the cleaning is punishment um, type things. I lived, um, I lived in an a apartment where the landlords and their family lived upstairs. I was very close with them for many, many years. Uh, and I was very, very close with them. I you know, watched the girls grow up, and I'm still good friends with them, and so on and so forth. And um, one, one night, the, um, the older of the two girls came home, and I heard like a rapping on my window. And I, I, was, I woke up, and I was like, who, who is this? She was like, it's, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to out her. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll, hold on. I'll be right. She was like, I got locked out. I come up. She had gotten, she had been out with friends. They had been drinking. Her friend wanted to drive her home. She very wisely got into a cab instead of having the drunk friend drive home. Um, but she accidentally left her book bag with her house keys in the trunk of the friend's car. And so she got locked out. So I, I let her in, <clears throat> called her parent, who were, the parents were out for the night and we called her parents and I said, you know, she's, she's with me and whenever you get home, just come knock on the door and whatever. Anyway, so she got, she got punished for the being, she wasn't supposed to be out and drinking. Although I, I advocated, I, I advocated to her parents not to punish her because I said that she did the right thing by taking a cab and, and waking me up to come into the house instead of, you know, wandering around the streets of Boston alone. Anyway, so, but her punishment was that she had to go um, with her dad out to a house that they were building um, that required taking a ferry. And then when she got out there, she had to do cleaning and some like carpentry, light carpentry work and so on. And I thought that was a really good punishment because having to get on that ferry with a hangover and then go like, <laughs> do light, light carpentry and cleaning in a construction site seemed pretty gruesome with your dad too. Seemed pretty gruesome. So anyway, all the parents out there, that's, there's one to think about. Um, and you didn't forget it. You didn't forget the punishment. So I'm sure you didn't stop drinking when you weren't supposed to be. No, but I, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do that again. Okay. There was, there was never another night that uh, we were Sneaking around and uh, waking my parents up with hurling sounds. Yeah. Well, that's good. See? So the mopping taught the lesson. Speaking of mopping, teaching a lesson, we have another good reader question. Um, actually, Adam, why don't I have you read this one, too? You're sure. a good reader. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good, good trait in a writer to also be a good reader. 
Hey, Jolie. I don't remember if you ever you ever tackling this subject, so I hope you can answer it for me. How do I care for hardwood floors? I just bought a house with hardwood floors, and I always had carpeting growing up and in every one of my apartments. I'm moving into the house this week, and I'm absolutely terrified that I'm going to scratch the floors or leave a residue or otherwise destroy the finish. I've heard not to use water, but I've heard not to use the stuff they sell at the supermarket. I've heard to use a mix of water and vinegar, but I've heard not to do that, too. Am I supposed to just dry mop? What if there's a sticky spot on the floor? Please help. All right, I'm going to help. Before I help, I'm going to say what not to do. Don't Swiffer! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying that mostly because I'm hoping that Adam has has bottled up his Swiffer hate so much that he is going to let so much of it out now. Why should we not Swiffer? Do you know, just get just rant a little bit. Rant for me. So it might have come through in that first passage I read, but my biggest frustration with marketing and products and and companies is how they trick us into wasting money we shouldn't waste. Yes. So don't Swiffer might as well be don't waste money. Yes. Um and you could extend it further into don't waste money on something that doesn't do a good job right so it's a waste of money it's a it's a famous gimmick now um anybody who's ever gotten the the free gillette razor and then had to shell out 25 dollars for the blades understands that and swiffer is literally the exact same model by the exact same company yep exactly um but as far as cleaning goes it they're not that good they're They're not, not they're just not and i and i find i think that they i think they're do one other thing that's terrible. I think they engender lazy cleaning because I think people do what that commenter from apartment therapy do, which, you know, she described like I, I'm using the Swiffer as a replacement for a mop and it's not, it's not, it's just not a replacement. I'm going to, I will say one positive thing about the Swiffers. If they're used correctly, which in my view, the correct use of a Swiffer is as an in-between, you know, daily or every other day maintenance of heavily trafficked areas uh, when it comes to wet. Like, yeah, if you could grab a pad and quickly go over your kitchen floor, you know, two or three times a week. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but if you're like, if you, I mean, if you're me and you cook dinner at home every night, your floors take a bit of a beating from that. That's That's fast and that's a good use of it. If you are a pet owner and you're using the Swiffer two or three times a week with the dry cloth to keep the pet hair issue at bay, fine. That's great. That's the use for it. Swiffer is not going to replace vacuuming. It is not going to replace a proper mopping. It is not going to replace getting down on your hands and knees and cleaning that floor, which I recommend the hands and knees over the mopping because I think you sort of touch on this, that mopping is gross. Like the, the water is gross. Um, hands and knees sounds like it would be more gruesome than it actually is. Uh, it's very fast, and I, I actually really do find it much less gross than than the mopping for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think we're going to get to this in a second. But there, there's also if you if you like the motion of a Swiffer, um, there, there are alternatives to to the pads. But one thing I wanted to bring up was actually kind of the motion of it. It is kind of fun to use. And actually, the idea to put the Swiffer and the the Dyson in the same post sort of started with this idea that after I uh, tried out a Dyson at a a Dyson event, 
I, I noticed like, wow, this kind of like feels like Swiffer. It feels like it. a Swiffer. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it and, does. And, and, and people like that. And around the time Swiffer came to the U.S., I was an exchange student in, uh, in Europe and was like very perplexed why they had these like boards with rags on the end. And handles. Yes. Which is essentially the design of the, the Swiffer. Swiffer. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big one. People, um, I get emails from time to time, people, you know, going to live abroad for short periods of time or visiting friends um, and seeing this. Um, what what people often do is they'll take a broom, a regular broom, and they'll secure a cleaning rag over it with rubber bands or they'll use a flat board with a handle and put a rag over it and either use that dry or use it with a cleaning solution and use that to to mop the floors it also actually that works very very well people often ask me how to clean a ceiling um you know sometimes especially in the bathroom your ceiling can get a little ganky a little moldy uh that's actually the right way to go about doing that because you don't need a ladder you just swab the ceiling as i like to say like you're a pirate um so we do want to give reader john a couple of suggestions for his hardwood um the first is probably get a vacuum that's yeah. probably the best thing to do. Um, he asked about what to use and what not to use. Um, I'm actually going to start with what not to use other than the Swiffer. Um, these are things that are, that are going to damage your floors or possibly damage you. Um, hot or excessive water. Um, any abrasive, any cleaner with abrasive in it, is, you know, it makes sense because it's going to scratch the floor, but just to say that one. Um, wax-based products. Uh, not so good. And then the one, the ultimate one, please, 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 never, never, never do this. Please never use furniture spray like Pledge or Endus on our floors. I know this is a very common thing. Um, it is incredibly dangerous. Uh, it will make the floor slick. It can lead to slip and fall accidents. Please don't break your neck. If you break your neck, you can't go out and buy my book, which is what you should do because there are 14 pages in my book my boyfriend barfed in my handbag and other things you can't ask Martha, all about caring for floors. So there are nuances. And what you really need to know, Don, is what kind of hardwood floors you have. Um, that's going to help you determine what to use on it. Um, that's the reason that he's seeing different things about use vinegar and water, don't use vinegar and water. Use soap and water, don't use soap and water. Um, it's because different kinds of hardwood need to be treated differently. So you want to understand the difference between uh, surface-sealed or penetrating sealed floors. You also want to make sure that you actually have hardwood and not laminate um, like Pergo, which is very common these days. Uh, you might also have a bamboo floor. Those all are going to be treated very differently. So um, because we're getting a little bit tight on time, I'm not going to go into all of the different ways to clean all of those things. I'm going to instead tell you to go buy my book and read about it there. 14 pages of flooring. Who, who wouldn't want to read that? It's a, it's a fascinating read, you guys. It goes really fast, though, actually. Um, so, But some things that you can look for, I mean, generally speaking, vinegar and water is a good one. Um, a little, little bit of dish soap and water is a very good cleaner. Um, what did I use yesterday? I used Simple Green yesterday, a little diluted Simple Green in water. Um, so lots of, lots of choices out there. Oh, there's one other one that I, I am so excited that I get to actually say this. So before I tell you the product, I'm going to tell you two things about me that probably you already know. The first is that I'm from Boston. I don't really have the accent, but I am from Boston. And I also have the mind of a 12-year-old boy. Uh, there is a floor care product that is very good called Bona. 
And every time I think about it, I laugh and laugh and laugh because I'm from Boston and I have the mind of a 13-year-old boy. And it sounds to me like, like how we would say boner in Boston. Ah, you got a boner. So anyway, but bo- <laughs> sorry to the people at Bona. That's terrible branding for you. But anyway, it's a very good product. That's a good floor care. I always see it at the Home Depot. So that's, a, that's another one to look out for. Reader Dawn, um, who, uh, who is worried about ruining his floors. But yeah, he really needs to figure out which, which type of flooring. And in the book, there is an explanation of how you can figure out if you have the surface versus penetrating sealed floors. Um, so that's good. If you do have Pergo, um, don't use the vinegar on Pergo. That's a big one. Don't use that. And, um, and actually with Pergo, really, 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 really avoid excess water. So Pergo is one that you want to be, um, you know, vacuuming or dry mopping and just spot treating, uh, and really only washing, you know, a minimal number of times a year, maybe twice a year, if you can, if you can do that and maybe be a, uh, shoes off house. If you, if you have that in you, I don't like giving rules like that so much though. That's like not my, that's not my bag to give, tell people how to live. Um, I just like to help people and let them make choices for themselves because that's how I'd want to be treated. Uh, all right. Did I let you say everything you needed to say about Twiffers? No, there's one more thing you wanted to say. There was something that you didn't include in the post that you want to talk about. And we do have a few more minutes. So you want to talk about alternatives to the Dyson other than the ones that ended up in your post. Well, I, I might have already uh, let, in, let the cat out of the bag oh, with, did the, you? Okay. with the, uh, the claw thing. Okay. But you said your girlfriend got an alternative vacuum. That's right. Okay. Um, but it's a Dyson. You threw me for a loop. Oh, sorry. Um, so before I get into that, I... <laughs> we're bloggers. It's like we've totally lost the ability to speak to one another. <laughs> if we were like in Slack, this would be a seamless conversation. Um. So one thing that also I uh, really spelled the the end of my Swiffer days was getting a rug. Um, like like the other reader mentioned, like how are you going to clean the rug? Like you're going to need a vacuum, yeah. and Swiffer can't do it. No. Um, and it was around this time that my girlfriend moved, and I started testing the Dyson. And uh, she took it over to her new apartment to, to clean it before, and, and she loved it, but I wouldn't part with it. And, <laughs> Good uh, for you. So I helped her shop around, and Dysons are expensive. Just that's they what are. they are. They are. Um, but they I do- will say I got a deal on my first one, that one that I bought from Amazon. I got for about probably three, $300 or $350, which is not – I mean, by way of Dysons, it's not that it's, – that's a good deal. It, they get better. Um, oh, I love a so deal. Now that Dyson has added the the new V6, the one that uh, w- was in my post, um, you know, sort of like when Apple comes out with a new iPhone, the old iPhones get cheaper. Mm-hmm. And now the basic V6, um, which has uh, a, looks just like all the others, but has a white shaft and doesn't come with um, any attachments except for uh, one uh, roller head that cleans hardwood and carpet. Mm-hmm. And she got that at Target for uh, less than three hundred dollars. Wow. That is a deal. Good for her. So, yeah, then that's now getting down into the price of, like, uh, the Sharks and the Hoovers. Yeah, I mean, at that point, uh, maybe, you know, save save a few extra pennies in a piggy bank and, and, and spring for the older model Dyson. 
And while they still come with the same warranties and everything. I mean, it's not yeah. like, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny how they price them because you're basically buying attachments. Yeah. Um, but they sell them in a package. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Apple comparison is a good one. You're also paying for the newness. You know, I have the, the shiny new Dyson that there, there is a, some element of that. Certainly. And, also, and this was through Gawker Media's uh, Kinja Deal series. Oh, yes. Always had, check those Kinja Deals. They're good. So, I, I mean, you know, Adam and I are both editorial. We're, we're not, you know, involved in them in any way. We're not swayed by them. But, I mean, we see them pop up on our sites that we write for. On You know, I see them come through on Deadspin. You see them come through on Gizmodo. And, I mean, they really are some great deals. And they do – Dyson is, a, I think, a sort of beloved – product on, on from both the, the business and the editorial side um not in any way that's that's like shady or inappropriate but we just like all really like them and so there are a lot of you will see a lot of dyson deals coming through the kinja product posts most recently it was an upright i can't remember the exact model name but it was an upright for 200 dollars. oh what a deal on that note this is a good time to end we have taught you a lot today about floor care and why you should never buy a swiffer we definitely have evangelized about Dyson's, but I hope that we've given you some other options too if you don't feel like spending all that money on a Dyson. Uh, so a big thank you to my guest today, Gizmodo's Adam Clark Estes, to my engineer, Jack Inslee, and to our sponsor, Fairway. Today's music was provided by Rectech. And if you like what you heard today, and I really, really hope you did, please consider subscribing on iTunes, leaving a rating, and telling all of your friends about this weird little cleaning show that you love so very, very much. Uh, and of course... Thank you to you, my listeners, for spending another 45 minutes here with me, Jolie Care. This has been Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.